You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boure and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hey, Boo. Mr. Hughes, you have a young daughter. I do. And as she progresses, you will find that you are proud of her in many ways. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she's doing really, really good with using the fork and getting all the food in her mouth. What's really going to become interesting Mm -hmm. is that the things that you will be most proud of are not the things that are necessarily like using a fork. Mm-hmm. There will be things that are directly related to your personality. Yeah, like when there always is a little, you know, you always look at your kid and you want to, like, say they got this from me, they got this yes. from mommy, they got whoever. Yeah. Case in point, uh-huh. there's a little place on the corner. You passed it on the way here today. Mm-hmm. It's the Friendly Farmer's Market. Yeah. You know the place I'm talking about? It's I like do. a big barn and it's an open air market. You go in there, right? Yes. Friendly Farmer's Market. Yes. We've been in there many times to buy our fruits and vegetables. Probably a great place to get fruits and vegetables. Not very friendly. No. <laughs> They're just not. They're not very friendly. They should just call it the FU farmers. Market. It's a very it's like a running joke is that as you go in there and they just don't seem very eager to see you or or anything along those lines. Is it like you know? one of those Dick's last resort places where they know. just give you crap when you eat there? But this is what's great. We're driving past it the other day and my daughter Samantha, who is twelve, she goes, Well, there's the friendly family market and I go, Yeah. And she goes, Dad, have you ever noticed on the sign that the word friendly is in quotations. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, like, like friendly. Yeah, it's the yeah. friendly families market. And at that moment, I was more proud of her because she recognized that joke and she told it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, that's a great joke, baby, that you pointed. And she delivered it well. She was like, did you ever notice that it's in quotations? And now the student has become yes. the master. But she just let it lay there and let me and let me figure it out, you know. And I was like, all right, twelve years old. All right, little subtle joke action there. And that's what you'll be that's what you'll be going for there'll be the day when she'll drop some you know she'll she'll say something as a joke and she'll say help me obi-wan and you'll go yeah that's, that's my girl no, no, you can't recognize it you got to just let it go that's because right. if you point it out too much and you make it a thing so if if, we, if if ellie was 10 and we were driving down the road and somehow she threw a star wars quote into conversation that was you know perfectly timed uh, and then I would I would literally just I wouldn't say anything I would just quietly sit there while a tear rolled down my cheek. <laughs> that that's, that's my baby girl. That's, that's my girl. That's my baby that's my girl. girl. That's my little Padawan with the Obi-Wan reference. No, um, all right. Um, which, by the way, do you, do you, I, you don't watch it. Do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, that atrocity. No, okay. No. I still watch it. I can, I am, I still by the like way, it. they canceled Agent Carter. Which I thought ABC, was an atrocity. Which was a way better show than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't think S.H.I.E.L.D. so. Dude, it was excellent. I watched like three episodes. I just couldn't get behind it. Ah, you're wrong. Agents. How did you make it through season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. without contemplating suicide? Deathlock? Deathlock was in season one. That's how. Boo. Yeah. Samuel, Boo. Samuel L. Jackson showed up as, as Dick so Fury. Colby Smulders was in there, too. And like, I, Colby Smulders. Hey, hello. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. Yes. But oh, I'm not a big fan of that Okay, show. so, but you would have liked it because the season closer, uh, uh, the, the, main, the main guy, no, the main guy, Agent Coulson, uh, is talking to somebody. And the one who supposedly died in Avengers and yes. ends up being the main yes. character. So yeah. that's what it does. The guy who gets killed by uh, Loki. Uh, so he, um, he, uh, 
he's talking to somebody, and, and I realized right away, because he's not moving, that this must be a trick or a hologram or something. Mm-hmm. And so then, the, so then the other guy realizes he's a hologram, and he starts looking around to shut him off. And he's like, yeah, he goes, and, and he's still talking. This is a little something we whipped up, da-da-da-da. He goes, he goes, besides, I've always wanted to do this. And then he bends over and he goes, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my own. And the guy shuts him off. <laughs> I was like, all right, the Star Wars throwback. Yeah, right, that's good. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I had one other thing I wanted to talk about. All right, go for it. It's your um, show, boo. I bought I'm just a tripod okay. on uh, Craigslist. Okay, I, I can't. I don't know if I can get behind it, but buying a tripod on Craigslist. Yes. Well, I here's the thing. I have a very nice Manfrotto tripod, big ball head handle, mm-hmm. nice expensive one. And this is going to be about the beach, isn't it? No, oh. my wife took it over. Oh, because she's got the thing that she's she got does the thing that she does where she sells clothes and she has to have and she has to take pictures of the clothes with her phone. So she's using my three hundred and fifty dollars tripod to hold up her phone oh, and take pictures. Great. And I, I like to have a tripod in my truck. I just like to have it there all the time. Right. So I'm like, I need to just find her a tripod. Okay. So I think I can get her some $30 cheap Felbon or something like that. But then I was like, well, maybe I can find something that's better, that's beat all the pieces, but it's on Craigslist, but it's just a better tripod. And I do. Mm-hmm. I find a Manfrotto mm-hmm. with a ball head, the whole nine yards, 80 bucks. That's pretty good. And it's pretty beat up. But? But it's a, it's a Manfrotto. Hey. It's going to live out the rest of its days. So I go... In relative comfort. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Taking pictures Taking of ladies' pictures, accessories. Uh, yeah, leggings on a dummy. <laughs> so I go and I... Um, this is my retirement. That's, that's, like, that's like retiring and being the Hawaiian tropics oil boy. There you go. Like, oh, this is the best job I ever had. Never moves. Never goes up or down. <laughs> so I go to meet the guy in the parking lot to make the trade-off, which, by the way, when you do that, you always feel like it's a uh, drug deal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's going on. It's, oh, ooh, that would be a really good game show. Drug deal? or craigslist swap <laughs> there you go. like and you just have to watch like uh, security camera footage of people meeting in parking lots and then it fr- and, then, and then you and then like they, you have a buzzer the contestants have a buzzer who's going to stop the video first and make the call right like whoever can do it <laughs> sooner. i'm gonna go craigslist swap oh no there's the toaster it you're was clearly out. You're, you're out <laughs> briefcase full of drugs you are out, you're out. <laughs> so uh, so uh, so i go to make so the guy brings the kid brings a tripod over and he goes uh and he goes, uh, and he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, my tripod, he goes, yeah, he goes, I, he goes, uh, my camera equipment got stolen. I had a bunch of really nice camera equipment. It got stolen at the beach. I'm like, really? At the beach? He goes, yeah, I had it in a locker and it got stolen. I'm like, okay. So he hands me the tripod and it's a three leg extension. So the first thing I do is pop, 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 pop. I pop the legs to go full extend on it to make sure they're all good. I pop the bottom set and then I pop the top set. And when I pop the top set to make it full length, the kid goes, oh, wow, it gets taller. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And then the top is loose where the where the um where the, well, where the screws in thing, the, the, not where it screws in there, but where more the very top of the head attaches to the ball. It's just a, it's just a um a uh what do you call Allen wrench bolt in the right, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's loose, right? So I'm so I'm like, oh, we got to figure this and everything. And then I figure out how, I get an Allen wrench or whatever, and I tighten it down. And he's like, wow, you really know your way around that tripod. And this thing is beat to hell. Okay. There's no way this is your tripod. There's no way he did not steal that tripod. There's no <laughs> either that or getting his photography equipment stolen was the I, best yeah. thing that's ever going to happen to him. I don't know if he stole it or he maybe bought it at a garage. But but here's a guy. Who here's a guy has decided that when he sells something, 
that he will look better if he pretends that it, he used it or I, or something. Like, he doesn't want to say, I picked this up at a flea market or I, or I stole like it. Like, I'm meeting you in a 7-Eleven parking lot. I don't give a crap where this yeah, came from. Yeah, I don't care where it if came I from. If I cared where my stuff came from, I'd have bought it from a camera shop. Just, I wanted the cheap thing. I don't I want to know where it comes from. But even my 12-year-old daughter, the comedic genius, when we got in the car, was like, he doesn't know how to open the tripod? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, and we have a winner on Craigslist or Drug Swap. I'm so proud of you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's our winner, right? Right I did a recent uh, offer up. Have you used offer up? It's like the app. No. It's an app for uh, uh, your phone or whatever. And you basically, it's all made to, you take a picture with your phone and you put it on and you open up the app. It does it geographically and you like, what's near me? And it shows you all the stuff that's near you. So if, uh, like my friend Chris and his wife Kathleen, he got a job in Dubai and he was here in Orlando and he, or here, where I'm from in Orlando. And, um, and two weeks later, he was in Dubai. So, like, they had to sell everything in their house in, like, two weeks. And they used OfferUp to do it. You know what the best part about leaving Dubai is? I don't know. You get to say goodbye to Dubai. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Kids, say goodbye to Dubai. Obviously, Sam did not get her sense of humor from Daddy. It's probably Oprah, from- Una, Uma, Uma, Oprah. Doctor. All right, go ahead. Doctor. Uh- <laughs> Anyway, he was in Dubai. And so we did the... I've had this... Uh, when we first started our business, we had a garage uh, that was detached from our house, and we used that as our studio. And so we bought this, uh, one of those rolling AC units, like these LG rolling AC units that, like, you know, we can just put it anywhere in the room, and it keeps it kind of cool. I'm about to buy one of those, Gary. Right. Yeah, we just... You it, just sold one, didn't I know. You? I just sold... I perfectly... And one that hardly ever got used. Oh, it, my God. And it, Yeah, I mean, it's several years old, but it was, like, brand new. Anyway, so I just sold it, and I, this thing has been on offer up forever. And people ask about it all the time. And it was like $400 new. And I was selling it barely used for $125. Okay. And it's in perfect condition. Has all the parts. Not a mark on it. Blows ice cold. Dude, I'd have bought that from you. I know. So uh, what happens is... I you don't just, seem to be at all upset that I could have bought that from you and that you just pass it off on some guy from Dubai. Not as upset Dubai? as you are. No, that's totally unrelated. The, the guy who moved to Dubai... <laughs> <laughs> my friend the guy who moved to dubai is when his i, name, when is I his said name goodbye si, is his name sai <laughs> eli eli from dubai from dubai <laughs> we are so stupid and anyway it's a totally unrelated See. except for the offer what's her name sue <laughs> sue See. that's even before my time do you even know that routine no oh that's an old mel blanc routine you know uh, mel blanc who did the voice bugs of bugs bunny, bunny yeah. and all of that he would do a thing where he would be on jack benny and he would play a guy who was uh, who was Mexican, and all he ever said was C and Sue. And so every question, the answer was going to be C. You have a sister, Sue, Sue, C. And it became this running running thing. Thanks. And that, and that became uh, you know eventually the the mouse that ran real fast. Thanks for the history lesson, Grandpa. Thank you. Appreciate that. This is before my time. It's not like I sat around watching it on TV. This is something I just because I'm a student of comedy. Gary. You are clearly student uh, of comedy. Just not a very good student. No. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clear. Clearly had to t- had to get, I got my GED. Yeah. So I got to play with this AC unit that is like <laughs> GED in comedy. <laughs> and uh, so I took this. Finally, this guy wanted to give me what I wanted for it, and he met me at the. Uh, I always meet someone somewhere. You never want anybody no, to come to your house. Don't come to my know? house, no. especially if you work from your house. You have photography equipment in your house. You have anything nice, which I don't. But I just like to meet out anyway because I really like gas station parking lots. And so now, here's the funny thing about that, though, when you think about this, that's crazy. Yeah, you don't want them to come here to pick up that thing you're selling. Of course not. What are you doing next Saturday? I'm going to have a garage sale. Yeah. I'm open up a garage, throw all my stuff out in the front yard, and let everybody come by. Right, absolutely. <laughs> really? Same thing. We actually have had some pretty good ones over the years. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you pull up, 
And here's the thing that you have to do, because I've had this happen a lot of times when I'm selling stuff like on Craigslist or on OfferUp. And you get there, and if it's agreed $100, once you right. get there, you've dragged the freaking thing all the way out to go meet somebody and like, I'll give you 75 I, yeah, bucks. That's when they, and I, and I, didn't do, I purposely didn't do that to this kid because I hate it when someone does it to right. me. So I, see, I messaged the guy through the app right before I went out. I said, this is how much. I said, if I get there and you, change, and, and you try to offer me less money for it, I am going to load this 200-pound thing back in the car and drive away from you. So don't jerk right. me around. Anyway, so it was, you both have this like, when you meet somebody, do something like that, you look at each other like, well, there's no trust in the world. No. And so you look at each other and it's like, are you a serial killer? You know? <laughs> and and uh, are you going to try and stuff me in a trunk? Are you going to hold me at gunpoint and take my used air conditioner? Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, anyway, everything went well. AC sale went great. But I would imagine that it looked like a really strange drug deal. Like maybe I had the AC unit packed full of cocaine. I don't know. This, here we have a portable meth factory. (laughs) (laughs) A portable meth factory. It looked like an IED, like me loading it into the guy's car. I had a guy come to buy a refrigerator for me one time. And he came, and I had just put it on Craigslist, and he was called me like right away. So he comes to buy my garage refrigerator, and he's looking at it, and he's taking a look around, and he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, and I think I was asking like a 125, something like that. I don't know how much I was asking. And he goes, uh, take 100 for it? I said, no, it's 125. And he goes, you want to take 100? I said, dude, it's been on Craigslist for like two hours. So if you don't want it, fine. I'll take my chances that someone within a week or whatever is going to give me 125. He's looking around. He goes, I had to drive all the way from Clearwater. Okay. There were tolls. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I, go, I go, really? You want me to pay for your tolls to come by this? That's not my problem. You're factoring that cost of sale. I'm just saying, into really? That, how is decision? that my problem that you put that you took the toll road to get you're here? Like, oh, you're right. And, and and so, like the fourth time he said that, I looked at him and I go, "You buy a bunch of these and resell them, don't you?" He goes, "Yeah." And that's I'm like, okay. So this is a guy. He's got a business where he cleans them up and sells them at his shop or whatever. Right. So to him, he's buying six or seven a day. And if he can save ten bucks on each one, he's just made sixty to a hundred bucks on that day. Right. So he's going to try and get you down on every one of them. I, you know, there's a great place we get all our appliances from uh, by us. It's like they got wa- pretty darn good washers, dryers, everything for like a hundred bucks. And we were, Julie and I were talking about this the other day. She's like angling for getting a new washer and dryer because she does. With the kid and everything, there's a titanic amount of laundry. And so I'm sure that life would be much, much easier with a brand new washer and dryer. But I don't know if it's you've a titanic at- amount of laundry, but it's all tiny, 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 tiny laundry. Thing. It's like when you do it's the, the most annoying laundry, thing to fold. It's like you're washing an entire bag full of washcloths. Yes. They're, so, they're so small, you know, <laughs> little tiny the folding, onesies. folding, it takes forever. Yeah, there's so many right. items. Like, yeah, it does. It really so, does. Um, you know, you know how much a washer, a new washer and dryer costs? Yes, I, I just bought one. Yeah, how much did you pay for your washer? Well, dryer? I know. See, I'm big on the scratching dent. First of all, we needed, a, we needed a washer right away. We were about to go on vacation and ours broke two days before we were leaving on vacation and nothing Which was washed. Which means you have to wash all your clothes. So I went straight to Lowe's, straight to scratch and dent. And I, but I ended up paying like 500 bucks for a, for a nice Samsung washing machine scratch and a pedestal. Scratch and dented. Yes, but normally like 750 Okay, so you're going to pay 1500 bucks for a set. Yes, for right? a set, yeah. So I can get a used washer and dryer from this place that is um, uh, 100 bucks. So and they, la- and they have a one-year warranty. Right, so I could buy fifteen of them, which means yes. I've got fifteen years worth of washes and dryers. Wait, 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 you get a hundred bucks for two? You can get for the set? No, two hundred, probably two hundred. Okay, two hundred, hundred and fifty right. to two hundred bucks for a so set. So you can buy a new, you can buy a new washer and dryer every year for seven years before right. you have spent as much money as you spend on it. And they deliver them, and, and they come out and repair. And here's them the thing: break. the typical washer and dryer really is only built to last about seven years. Right. 
So, so if you could just have one of those last two years, you're made money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've had the one that's in our house now. We've had it for two years. Runs fine. And the first one we bought did break, but because we had to deliver it, they come get it and replace it. No extra charge. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Like, why the heck would I... Well, when it comes to washers, stuff like washer and dryer, I'm all about the scratch and done. I don't need... Because it's going to get beat all the hell I don't anyway. need an LCD screen. No, I do not. What do I need that for? No. Like, so it can tell me in, in like, my 1080p a, that my clothes are done? Uh, my mother has a Maytag that is 50 years old. And I actually... This is funny, because actually, when I had to buy one recently, I, I looked into this. And apparently, like, Maytag used to make these these washing machines that would last forever. And then they got bought by some other company, or, or rather, Maytag, they sold to some other company. And then the company... Another company bought like their factory. And so there's this company you've never heard of. It's not one of the big ones, but they basically still make washers and dryers the way Maytag used to. And if you buy from them, they only buy, they only make uh, top loaders. They only, you know, if you buy from them, yeah, you'll get 10, 15 years. But all the other ones, the new ones that they make, they, don't, they, sh- they should only last about seven years. Yeah. I, in, anyway, so I feel like we need to get on something photography related, but um, we're getting there. Yeah. Just be careful uh, when you do those Craigslist offer up things that, uh, that you know, you want to make sure that you don't get it confused with your drug deal. Why do you do offer up? I mean, what does offer up offer that Craigslist doesn't? Well, it's a little, it's a, li- it's easier to use in the phone. You literally oh, in your just, phone, right, yeah, it's gotcha. all in your phone. So oh, you, you, know, okay. you take pictures of the stuff, it goes right into the app, and you can message, and everything goes right through the app really easily. So, okay, let's talk about your studio. Hey, yeah, we do. Uh, we we do have a. You just knocked down some walls mm-hmm. and uh, and finished out your studio. If you follow me on Instagram at Hughes Fioretti, which is my business photography Instagram, there's pictures of the whole process pretty much throughout. I want to talk about how you're configuring it. Where you're putting your backdrops, your backgrounds? Are you painting the walls? What's the main focus of your business? How are you building building out your studio to help you and make that better? Uh, what about future products? What about personal projects? Because I'm about to have to do the same thing uh, in my home, and so my mind is going around and around on how do I want to do this in terms of backdrops and walls, and what's my main focus, and where should I? So I'm guessing you've just gone through this, and you can right. enlighten. Well, we basically we went from. Um a hallway going back and a room on either side and one we used as a sales room and one we used as the camera room and the hallway was basically wasted square footage um it's a real weird kind of flex industrial space where there's a warehouse on the back but the warehouse our warehouse portion is rented to our neighbor and we basically have about a thousand square feet but you know there wasn't the, the biggest room was 175 square feet that was right. the biggest room, and so that's just not a big enough camera room. So we signed the lease with our landlord and a longer lease, and they agreed to do the renovations for us. And they took down the walls, replaced all the acoustic ceiling, like redid that whole thing. They took up all the old ceramic tile and um, and took it down to the bare concrete, redid the electrical, and they basically gave me now I've got, instead of 175-whatever-square-foot camera room, I've got like a 500-square-foot camera room, right? which is way, way better. Yeah. Um, and so basically the main focus of our business is headshots, professional, and for actors and models um, when we're shooting in the studio. A lot of that ends up being on location, but we do shoot a lot more individual sessions in the studio only because I couldn't shoot groups in our camera room before. So basically what I got it narrowed down to is what are the things I shoot the most and how can I make it so my big pet peeve with a small camera room and working a lot on location is <clears throat> I got to take down when I want to change the background right I have to I mean it was there was not enough room to put like a rail system or anything significant for the backdrops and so you know and the thing I shoot most is white and black you know and so I basically I just painted half the room bright white matte and then the other side of the room is three walls that are that dark, dark gray, like almost pitch black. Okay. 
And so I've got a high key and a low key set on the opposite sides of the room. And then we installed a, a rail system, a really simple rail system. It's just like literally a metal rail that you'd run these tiny little plastic wheels through. It took 10 minutes to put up. And you can put it into an acoustic ceiling, even if you don't have like, you know what I mean? It's so easy to set up. Okay. Like it's not, there's nothing complicated to it. I just literally put two by fours on the other side of the ceiling tiles and brace them across the, uh, the, the grid that the acoustic ceiling tiles sit in. Okay. And, uh, and then screwed the rail system through the styrofoam tile into the two by four. And then now we have, and it, it's a U shaped rail system. And I've got three of my custom made backgrounds. And this is for holding the lights. No, the back, the, it's just for backgrounds. Like a backgrounds will come across like curtains now on the white wall. Oh, so, okay. So I've got the, on the big white wall, which is the bigger side of the room, I've got a, a big U shaped rail and I've got three of my backdrops hanging like shower curtains. And they're all pushed off to the side. So if I don't want to shoot high key or I want to use one of my backgrounds, I just literally just pull it across. And now, and when I want to change it or move to another background, I just see. I hadn't even thought across. of that. It's I only thought of rollers. It's fantastic. It's like ba- better than rollers. Better than anything. I don't need to use seamless paper anymore because the thing I shoot on the most is white and black. And if I need another color, I just extract it. So I shoot it on white and I just extract it. So like if, if somebody wants something on blue paper, I don't need blue paper. I just need a clean cutout. Which is, it takes me less time to cut an image out in Photoshop than it, and replace the background than it does to drag out a 9-foot, 12-foot, whatever, roll of seamless paper, or to, like, even to just change it out. And so, and I didn't want to put that much weight on the walls. I just used the curtain system and a black wall, white wall. And, uh, and, and if I want to, one of the walls, if I'm like, hey, I feel like something new, I'm just, I'll, I'll put in a cool color, like a dark blue or whatever the heck I feel like shooting on. I can change one of the colors on the walls for a $25 can of paint at Home Depot. No so you've deal. got your colored canvas and stuff is on the rail system. Right. And then your white is just the wall? It's three walls. Three 10-foot wall. Uh, I got a, wait, 25-foot, no, 19-foot wide, 9-foot long. What about side. black? Black's the other side, and that is uh, 17 feet with two. So you just turn, the, turn your lights I around just, and yeah, shoot and against all, the other wall. And I, put, I got three lights mainly. I shoot with a softbox, a reflector, and uh, two strip lights. And that's I can do almost anything with those three lights. Most of the time I'm only using one or two of them, depending on the setup. Um, and everything's on wheels now. Everything is on wheels. And I got this cool stained concrete floor. I stained it and finished it so it's shiny and cool looking, and it looks all like kind of gnarly, dark brown, polished stone. It's super easy. So if I want to change to the other side, I just turn my lights around, and now I've got a low-key set. And what's cool is the walls on the side of the low-key are black. It's like three walls are black, so that if you really want to control the light, because it's still a fairly, it's not a huge camera room, but it's much, much bigger than what I had. But when you have dark on the side and dark on the back, that is going to eat up the light. Right. And so you'll be able to control, get a lot more precise lighting patterns and do stuff like that if I shoot using that dark alcove. And when I want things to be really bright and flat, I've got that, that I got the high key side of the room, which is super easy. So, and I've been, I, I've only done four or five shoots in there since we finished the remodel. And I had like the day after I finished the remodel, I had three shoots in there. And the next day I had two shoots in there. And like I have shoots every single day uh, because we've been down for three weeks right. doing this remodel. But I got to, like, I can't, I've been shooting in such a tiny space for so long. It's like, I don't even know how to use a bigger space. <laughs> All right. But so far, I'm loving it. What about it. the PLM, baby? Yeah, exactly. It'll fit. Um, that The cool part is is that um, it's completely clear. There's okay. no clutter. And, right. And I don't, have to have, I don't have poles on the ground for my backgrounds. I don't have anything on the walls. I have the rail that holds my... my oh, man. My so now you've, you're, you're, you're so, so, so totally sold me on that. Here's my other question, though. When you're, if you're going to use a textured background, you know, a nice texture one, you've got it on the rails. Right. Right? How do you stretch it tight? 
Um, well, there's a couple of things that you can do is that um, I use uh, just alligator clamps. Mm-hmm. And you just clamp those out at the edges of the rails when you get it how you want it, and it'll hold it. And I put a couple of alligator clamps on the bottom corners, which weighs it down enough, and it's it's stretched. Oh, so you, you stretch it, and then, and then up up top on the rail, you can clamp it to the rail. That's how I've been doing it. I do you need a ladder? Oh, no. A little step ladder to reach to how you know is your ceiling? Probably about well, those stop at eight feet, so I can I can tiptoe and. And where'd you get the rail? Uh, I got it from my mommy. <laughs> It's true. But it's a professional photographer's rail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just okay. a, well, it's, it's just a rail system for fabric. Yeah, it's real super. I don't even know what it is. Like, my parents, I helped them move their studio last week. Right. And, uh, and they had it up, and they weren't going to use it again, and so they just gave it to me. But, I mean, you could, you could even if you didn't have enough depth to put up the, the U. Right. If you had enough depth to put, a two, like, say, two or three rails, and then you've got two fabrics... On either rail, right. you've got one, two, you can, and then the next one, one, two. You, you can put six drops. You could hang a piece of PVC pipe from the ceiling and put your background through the loops in the in the in the material. And with, you, with the shower curtain loops, yes, yeah, you could use a, pipe, a PVC pipe. You could use a telescoping pole that you use for shower. Like there are a million ways to do it. But right now, what I've got is nothing on the ground. Except for my yeah. life stands on wheels. Yeah. It's completely clear. The people walk in, and it looks like a really clean. Yeah, like yeah, it looks so. Much I'm sold because I was thinking about putting up like a like a you know a three for like seamless paper and stuff. But now I'm thinking, no, that's the way to go. With the thing is, with the reason I went with white and with black is because um, if I need a gray background, all you gotta do is put light on a black background to make it gray. Right. So in well, in my old studio, I had a, I had the big I had a big black seamless paper and a whole set of gels. You can make that thing any color you want. Just paint a wall black. Yeah. Like just paint one of the walls black. Paint one of the walls white. And you've got all the seamless you would need. And if anybody wants a color, you just extract it. Like, it's, what about what about on your backgrounds? Are any of these long enough, you know, like, like twenty footers, so that if you want to, you can shoot a family where the background ground goes from the ceiling to the floor and then comes forward all the way? Yeah. And if so, how do you pull that out of the way? Now you got all this fabric that's always on the floor. I don't have any fabric on the floor. How do you get it off the floor? What fabric? Well, if your backdrop hits the floor and then... And, the and backdrop be- hovers about like okay, three Okay, so you don't have any that you're using that are long enough to become the floor can, as well. No, because what you do is you just take a little baseboard and you can put magnets on it. Right, to make it a thing. And, and then, then you, it'll touch the floor and then you'll be good to go. But right, but some people like to do that thing where, you know, like Tim Kelly, for example, he shoots on, you know... It go it, it, the the backdrop becomes the floor. It's oh, all yeah, one that's, thing. I mean, so you buy a background that's twenty feet long. Yeah, but if, but fine. you could really, but if you couldn't do that with your system, because then it's you got all this fabric bunched on the floor. What are you going to oh, do? Oh, you with can. It? You yeah. just tie you it just, up. You'd have to tie it you up. You just tie a knot in it and pull it off to the side so that it's not dragging on the floor. That's all. Huh? It's super easy. Yeah, you just bunch it all up into a thing, and then you pull the bottom up, and then you tie it in a knot. Like it's super easy. Oh, see, I love this idea. Yeah, love this idea. I like having, and everything's really. And seriously, now it's it's so easy to set up that. I used to set up the studio for the client before they arrive, like the lights and everything, but everything's on wheels and the background systems are so easy and simple to implement that I don't even set up until the client gets there, until I look at them, until I look at their wardrobe, I listen to them tell me exactly what it is that they're looking for, and uh, so I do like a mini five-minute consult, and I'm like, okay, and then I just roll everything into place. And how big are the backdrops that you're using? Um, eight foot by ten foot. The okay. Three, the the three that I've hung up right now, and then the the white wall is uh, nineteen feet wide and ten feet tall. So I mean, it's eight foot by ten, and you and uh, ten top to bottom, or eight top to bottom and ten wide. Eight and ten wide. Eight tall, right. ten wide. Because yeah. your ceiling's nine feet. Ten. Ten. Okay. So 
they don't reach well no because they've got to hang them. yeah they got little hooks you could so actually you have to measure that exactly right so that they would be exactly eight foot no that's funny luckily i was like this is gonna be such a pain in the butt to have to measure this so the backgrounds touch the ground right but they um the, just the way the hooks were designed and the, the height of my ceiling everything just kind of worked out to where there's like a two inch gap which is fine which is what i wanted so with a two inch gap you could just clip a if you wanted it to look like the floor the right. wall going straight down to the floor you could just clip a baseboard onto it and you get that to do a bridge the two inches and you're good to go so yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I've been shooting in it, and I've been so happy. And I feel like, um, but the back area of my studio I got a whole nother like back storage room and bathroom and a kitchenette on the other side. And the funny thing is, you know how like you got people coming over the house, like you're having a kid's birthday party or something, and you take instead of really cleaning, you just take everything and shove it into one of the bedrooms. Yeah. Like that's what my studio is. <laughs> the remodeling part is done, but I've my whole storage room, which is where I keep all my soft boxes, light stands, and equipment. There's just, I don't even know what's back there. Like, I'm afraid to even go back. There. There's, from knocking down the walls, I have a couple of extra doors, and those are just like leaning in the wall in the back hallway. I'm like, what are you going to do with these doors? What am I going to do with this table that I had before? So, there's a lot of stuff we still have to do, but I am really, really enjoying having a much more functional space. And uh, the whole idea for me was minimalist. I want it to right. be completely. And that's what I want because, you know, I'm going to be in my house. Right. And I want something minimalist but, and easy where I can just quickly change out to two or three things. And I'm like you. I don't need, I don't need a lot. No. Nope. You know, but I, I want a couple of basic colors, but I also would like to have a couple of backdrops. But if you had, like, some canvas or, or cloth or material backdrops, you could do them just the same and, and, and hang them from the, the rail system. And I got to tell you, it's, they're, they're really neat. They're out of the way. They're all pushed to the side. And there's no, you don't have to buy or implement an expensive mechanical backdrop system. I've seen plenty of photographers have those really cool ones where right. they got a wall, they got a panel on the wall with a switch and it lowers the background. Like I just pull it around like a curtain is done. And I'm thinking about putting like eye hooks into the walls with like some fishing line and then putting like a uh, grommet in the side of the background. So I have something to hook it to to make it more taut side right. to side. But I yeah, that's the, that's the only thing I can think of with, with that system is, you, is it making it just, tight. Just weighing down the bottom corners, everything is taut except for like the very top right and left edges of the back which is like nine feet up in the air so who right. cares like really i don't care like that little bit but the center and the sides but I'm, I'm coming up with a system to sort of you know make that as easy as possible but man i gotta tell you it's very cool I, and i i'm talking about it like like i just discovered the walking dead and you know you like, want to <laughs> tell everybody about it so clients are coming in and i'm like oh and we just did this remodel and, da, 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 and i'm like looking at him going you don't care no like, you really no, no. <laughs> none of this means anything no like when i'm shooting and i pull out my flashes and i'm like oh i used to use these tr- certain triggers they never half the time they wouldn't work these they work first time every time it's fantastic and they're like okay where do you want us to stand so speaking your studio let's talk about the house hunt Blu-rays, house hunt, can't get enough. I was trying to snap with my coffee mug in my hand in it. I well, we uh, we finally finished everything out, and we um, are closing. Uh, by the time this airs, we will be closed. That's great. We will be in the house when this airs. That and is so awesome. So uh, soon, uh, when we do this show, we will do it uh, from my studio space instead of from the kitchen table in my house. I'm actually looking forward to it. But uh, so you are? Uh, are you going to be? Your office is going to be not in that space. That's just going to no. be a meeting room. No, I, it's a. And it's not. How as, big is that room? <clears throat> I, you know, and I was funny you say that because I was actually trying to find my note where I made that list. It's probably, I think it's like 17 or 18 feet on one side, maybe 13, 14 on the other. It's not huge. No, it, but it's, it's workable. Yes, it's workable. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take, um, there's a cool window, a round window 
in one wall. Oh, cool, like a porthole window. Yeah. I'm going to take that spot by that window, and that's where I'm going to put a couple of chairs and a little couch and all my albums and, and et cetera, et cetera, make it like a little, and that's where I'm going to meet with people. You come in, you come in, you sit there. I'm going to put artwork and stuff on the walls. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll meet with you in that little corner, and then in the other side of the room, the whole rest of the room will be devoted to shooting. And you have to remember that right now, at this point, I'm not doing a lot of studio shooting. So really what I want is I want to be able to quickly shoot my kids or family if I want to, or, or people who come to visit me for fun, and I want to be able to quickly do headshots. And then once I've got everything set up, then I will decide if I want to advance from then. I'm pulling the carpet up, and I'm putting down uh, like a pergo uh, laminate floor that's going to look like old oak. Yeah, you know, so it'd be all, all oak. Um, I'm thinking about going the route of investing in some fake, um, what do you call them at the baseboards. Yeah, so that I can have, so I can then put down different, uh, a couple of different uh, backdrops with a baseboard on it, so I can make it look like any sort of a house that you want it to look like. Uh, but that's all really up in the air right now because Wait, I got to figure out how to monetize it. Seventeen by fourteen or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I, I've been shooting in. With the exception of just this remodel, I've been shooting an 11 and a half by 13 foot space for two years. Right. And, and the one wall is 17 feet. The, 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 the back wall is 17 feet all the way across. No windows, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's, it sounds like it'd be workable, especially yeah. if, you know, if you want to get into a sideline doing some business headshots or even like you, I think you mentioned on an episode earlier, that you know, if you get uh, get a couple come in to do a wedding consult, be like, "Hey, let's just do a quick picture." That's absolutely no. That's absolutely going to happen. What do you think? That's a cool marketing gimmick. It's absolutely going to happen. That's why I want to do it. And when you come in, you meet with me. I talk to you for an hour. Be my wedding photographer. That's great. You know, here's your stuff. Go home. Think about it. But hey, before you go, can I take a quick picture? Great. Come over here, and I want to put them in the backdrop, shoot them headshot style or whatever. Hey, grab it. Get the nice picture. And then shortly after they get home on Facebook, bam, here comes the size squared to be your profile pic picture retouched that I took of you guys. You've hey, been, you've been boot raised. It was so nice meeting you, and here's a picture, and I hope we get to work together. And now, I mean, hey, that's what a great thing. What about printing, that, using that image, and using just a, your your home photo printer to print up a little 5 by 7 thank you card? Like have a template, you just drop that photo in there, and then you can actually post them a thank you card with the picture. And then once they get that, then you can make it on the Facebook page. So they've got both. I think the Facebook page is more valuable. Yeah, probably for they, they, other Because you send it to them that it, way. Yeah. They, if they stick it on their Facebook page and people, oh, I love, I love, I love, I love. Well, why don't you want to hire the wedding photographer that everybody loves the picture that he gave you? Right. You yeah. know, that's what you want. You want people going, oh, you look so good. Oh, great. Well, that's the guy I'm going to hire. So uh, interesting uh, factoid. Uh, you know about tagging people on your business page? Like, I've, you, you can still do it. Yes. It's very pain in the butt. Yeah, there's a trick. You have to go into photos, then you have to go into albums, and then you have to, let's say it's in the, then you have to pick the album that it's in, and for me, that's mostly timeline photos, and then once you pull up the timeline photos through the albums menu, then you can tag using a weird tag system that it's got in there, and you can tag people that you're personally friends with, but if you don't do it that way, you can't. Oh, Facebook, you have to make it so difficult. But at the same time, it's kind of cool, because I still can tag people that I'm friends with, but we have to make sure that we're friends with our clients on Facebook, you know, whereas still, the majority of my clients are, are, you know, professionals in their 30s and up, so the majority of them are still using Facebook, whereas if I was a high school senior, I don't think that'd be worth anything even knowing, because they wouldn't even care. I've been talking to, uh, I previously mentioned friend Kevin Landers about using Snapchat, and he's using Snapchat a lot for his business, and I'm just, I just, I just can't figure. I, just, I can't figure out why you need Snapchat. I don't know. Snapchat, Instagram, I'm using a lot. Okay, so check this out. I've been getting a lot more followers and engagement by using a lot of hashtags. I always thought, how cheesy is it for people to use all those hashtags? Oh, God. I, you know, I hate it, but it's what, it's how you game Facebook. It works. People I mean, how you, who I mean, power how you users, game Instagram. People who really use Instagram really use those hashtags right. to like search stuff. 
right. and or or to categorize their own stuff. And and we've actually booked stuff from people seeing things on Instagram because I put a hashtag on. You know what I think is interesting is you never hear anybody talk about Pinterest anymore. Yeah, you know, we have talked a lot about Pinterest, and you have gotten a lot of um, uh, interaction with your clients through putting some of your cute pictures and ideas up on Pinterest. And like I saw a wedding that you just posted last week, and it was, uh, you know, they did the little and symbol, and then right. the little, like, you know, I do things and all the little... Bro, you know I got a bag full of props. I know, but seriously, though, people love that. So those, oh, they love those, this those stuff. That, that will get you much more attention on on Pinterest. You know, the hands with the Scrabble tiles that say forever will get repinned. Well, famously... The picture that I have on Pinterest that has been repinned over 450, 500 times is the and sign in the sand with, with just their feet. Yep. And I'm not kidding you. Every other day, I get a notification. How many times do you think another photographer somewhere somewhere else in the world has well, that's been... That's okay, because I copied it, too. I right. took it from somebody. No, what I mean, if you if so, you are the guy on the other end, like the other photographer hates you because their ride <laughs> brings in that picture. He goes, Can you do this? And they're like in Germany showing yes. their photographer, you know, nine, I will not do it. You know, <laughs> What's the ampersand sign look like in German? I, I'm pretty sure it looks like an ampersand. Okay. If I had to guess. <laughs> they use the same ampersand sounds very very German anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, you that's the stuff to get you attention. Yeah. Not not the great portraits. Right. Yeah, it's a goofy stuff. It's a goofy hey, I got one stuff. more thing I want to talk about. All right. Uh, Canon. Yes. At their expo. Yeah. Unveiled the pro- working prototype for their new DSLR that is get this, 120 megapixels. Wow. W T F. Okay, so I mean, I guess there's applications where that would be good. That that would be good, but I think the here's here's the biggest benefit of that. I could shoot an entire wedding with a 24 70 millimeter lens because I could just crop in to 200 millimeter. You would never need a zoom lens, ever right? You again. just shoot it, and then you're just like now, I, you know, here, here's a, here's a wide shot of the whole ceremony, and then I'll take that same picture and just crop in on the groom, and that's my groom picture, and I'll crop in in the bride, and that's my bride picture. I mean, you, I mean, right now with the 5D Mark III is like 25, 28 megs. Something like that. And I can crop away easily half of a picture. Easily. Well, the, five, the, 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 one, the biggest one right now is a 5DS, which is, which is 50. 50.6 megapixels or something right. like that. And that is enormous. And we know a friend of ours, uh, Greg Daniel, has one of those. And he's shooting family portraits, and he crops the crap out of them. And he's like, he, he's, he tells me how the detail, and that's amazing. I've actually thought about renting one just to play with it and see how it does. But my biggest thing is... I shoot so much stuff that's higher volume mm-hmm. that the file size on that would be unmanageable. So check yeah, this out. How big, realistic, don't blow it out of the water, how, off of this 150, uh, 120 megapixel DSLRs that Canon is currently building, um, how big do you think the files are? One, uh, like a raw file off one of those. Are you talking about, you're talking about in, uh, like in inches? In like megabytes. In, in megabytes. Me- well, you just told me it's 120 megabytes. No, that's it's 120 megapixels is the camera. Oh, oh. How big is the file? Oh, okay. Well, I'm confused because is it, well, cause when I think of, okay, yeah, how many megapixels is the 5D Mark Three. Uh, I don't know, like 20, 25 megabytes or something like that. Well, see, you said megabytes. Is there a difference between megabytes and megapixels? Of course there is. The megapixel is how many pixels this way by this way. Okay. And the megabytes is the actual size of the file that comes out of the camera, right? Right. And so, like, is- if you take a picture with a Canon 5D... Whoa, so you're saying this is 150 million pixels on the long side? It's 120 megapixel camera. 
Just like the Canon 5D3. I feel like we're like, who's on first? Wait a minute. Well, yeah, but I may be an idiot here. Because if you take a picture with a 5D Mark III, it's going to be like 25 meg or 28 meg or whatever mm-hmm. when you get the raw file. But it's going to be like 3,500 megapixels across the top. Right. Those are, we're talking now about three completely different things. Okay. Okay. So you've got the dimensions, which right. is, let's say, 6,000 pixels by 4,000 pixels. Right. Which corresponds directly to the amount of megapixels in the camera. So that formula goes together somehow. Right, 3,000 across the top and 1,000 down. Equals 25 okay. megapixels. Oh, okay. When you take a picture, it creates a raw file. And that's going to be 28 meg. A bytes. Megabytes. Right, megabytes. So how big? <laughs> I don't know because I don't know, I don't know how many megapixel. Your camera is like 20-something megapixels, the 5D3. Okay, so this is 125. This is 120 megapixels. So it's going to be... So we've got to be looking at uh, 150 meg file. 214. Oh! 214 megabytes. So For one file. So let's say this. Every every five... (laughs) Here's your 36-gig card, and it holds 64 pictures. (laughs) Every every five shots is over a gigabyte. So on a 16-gig card... You could get like seventy five pictures. Yeah, seventy five or eighty pictures on a sixteen gig on card. On a sixty four gig card, you would be able to get three hundred pictures. I use a thirty six gig card, so about one hundred and fifty pictures. Yeah, you. I have to change cards like ten times during a wedding, uh-huh. as opposed to now where I use the same card the whole damn wedding a lot of the time. Not to mention so, that, so on a six hour wedding, seven hour wedding, I'll change one. So if you were to shoot a wedding or an event or something where you had to take a thousand pictures. You think about that. We're talking about a wedding, coming home from a wedding with two terabytes worth of files. How, yeah, but how much longer before they have a terabyte card? It's coming. It'll come. But then th- that's not necessarily going to keep up with storage on your computer. Yeah, that's like, crazy. I have a two terabyte, two or three terabyte hard drive on my computer, right? And that was at one time considered totally inconceivable. You know what I mean? And now it's like two terabytes. It's like, ah, I'll fill that up in six months. You know what I mean? So, like, you've got these cameras now are going to be outpacing storage. Right. Because right. what, what, like, if I had a 5D, this, this, whatever model this is going to be, this 120 megapixel camera, if I had one of these, I would never shoot it on the largest file setting because with the Canons, you can typically shoot at lower right. megapixels. So, you've got this huge file, you're never going to use it. I'd be shooting small raw files, which are probably still 50 megabytes of piece. I mean, are they, are they making this because they hope to sell it? Or is it more like a like you know when you go to the car show and they have a concept They car. made the 5DS, and it was like, why? But people love it, too. Because, again, you can, if you can crop until there's a good picture in there somewhere. You wow. Know? So, you know, I think... That, well, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because that's coming down the pike. Like, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at 120 megapixel DSLRs. And, and, and I guarantee you, in five years from now, that's not even going to be a big deal. No, because in five years we'll have transfer rates that'll be triple what they are now, and we'll have and having a terabyte uh, drive won't be a second thought. You'll have a solid state drive in your computer that's a hundred gig. That's that's or your that's terabytes. Your, yeah. you know, that's your startup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's uh, yeah, so yeah. that won't be a big deal. But but wow, because for me, it's having the bigger files is really just all about being able to. Oh, there's a picture there. That I, you know, there's a person. That person's face is great. Let me just crop. The only it thing there. I can think of is as a replacement. For a photographer that typically shoots like Hasselblad, Mamiya, any medium format, which the files are already this big, pretty much, right. and you you want a much more expensive alternative to get that crazy high resolution. So it would be commercial shooters, people who shoot with medium format, because a lot of guys, a lot of guys who shoot commercially, um, you know, like our buddy Jeff Rojas, who was on the show a while back, like he shoots with an icon, but if he needs, if he's got a big commercial shoot, he'll rent a di- medium format digital camera because they're like thirty thousand bucks. So who's gonna? Are you gonna buy a thirty thousand dollar camera, 
and try and make your money back off it, or are you going to rent one when you need it? But what if you could own a camera where you could shoot at that level and it was five fifty five hundred bucks? For you? Gives you a higher resolution, so you could shoot on billboards, posters that are going to go on the subways or the sides of buildings, or like these super high resolution stuff that that is typically used in commercial photography. Yeah, but you're saying you can't do that with anything unless it's something that big. No, I mean I'm I know you can, but the more pixel data you right. have there, it's going to be cleaner. It's going to be cleaner when you because a lot of this stuff is printed mass press printing, like right. magazines and stuff, which right. destroys the quality of photos in large part, or it can really degrade the quality because the the dynamic range of what press printing does is nothing compared to what your camera picks up right so it would be a good alternative for someone wanting to use a medium format camera to do that but i still can't for your average wedding and portrait photographer working i can't imagine that would be you know practical because i mean i think about how much how much hard drives you'd have to buy (laughs) your whole my whole studio would just be full of like uh do we know full of hard drives do we know what this is going to cost no i have no idea there's not none of that information it was literally just at the canon expo a couple weeks ago and they were just doing, and I don't even think they've got a model name for it. They've just basically announced that they're building it and showing a working prototype and what it looks like. But uh, anyway, a link to that story is on our Facebook page. If you, if want you to haven't joined our out. Facebook page, please do. It's facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. Yes, it is. And also check out our YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel yeah. now, which is actually pretty cool. We've got three whole videos up there right wow. now. Which, uh, I, you know, I think that was cool because we can actually, we have this is where we talk about issues and stuff. And then, you know, we have the issues? Facebook page where we put news and interesting stories. And then the uh, Photobomb podcast YouTube channel is cool where we actually share stuff that we're teaching, right. which is really cool. So, I, you know, tips and because I think the videos are pretty much all five minutes or less. And it's just here's a quick way to do this cool thing or how to do this retouching right. tip or whatever. So it's a good way for us to kind of share what we know. And it's free, which is awesome. So go check that out. If you just search Photobomb podcast on YouTube, we'll pop right up. Also, if you'd like to ask us a question or have us uh, talk about something on the show, then all you have to do is send us an email at uh, questions at photobombpodcast.com or just go to the Facebook page and ask us there. Yep. And we'll be uh, happy to talk about it on the air. You can find Gary at usefiaretti.com. Yes. You can find me at burayperry.com. Uh, you can minute. also find... We have to talk about a couple of things real quick that's coming up. Yeah, I was just about to say. Uh, you can also... That's what I was saying you can also about. Oh. You can also find me in Massachusetts. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Massachusetts? In Massachusetts. You can find me in Massachusetts... I can't say it at all now because you guys have given me so much grief about I'm it. I'm sorry. Uh, you can find me uh, coming up in uh, Massachusetts at the Hampton Inn in Natick on 919 for the Professional Photographer Association of Massachusetts. I will be doing a one-day seminar on wedding photography, on how you can train yourself to be a better wedding photographer, and then also I'll be doing a lot of stuff on off-camera lighting. It'll be a live shoot with a live model, and we'll be doing all of that. I used it as an as excuse. As opposed to a dead model. A dead model. I, I bought a new tablet. Um, you, I, I see that. My new tablet. I bought this because I because I wanted to be able to tether to it during that mm-hmm. shoot. Really, it's just an excuse because I wanted a tablet. But I'm like, um, oh, I can use it in the shoot. Yeah. Right off. I like to find a legitimate excuse to convince Julie to let me buy expensive things. Yes. Like you sent me a link for that Mevo camera. Yeah, that, that new, Mevo oh, camera looks dude. cool. If you, we, uh, I think we'll post a link to that on the Facebook page if you haven't seen it. It's basically like a little mini webcam that can broadcast straight to Facebook Live or live stream, which is pretty neat. And it's got some really awesome And it features. pans and it zooms in on your face and stuff, like, so it looks like you're being shot with several cameras. Well, basically, it does 4K video that um, the resolution is so high and the resolution for live streaming is so much lower that you can chop up, you can crop in on a 4K video and it still will look great on a live stream. Right. So it's got a 4K video and then you can, from your phone, you can have somebody control it and say, okay, I want the shot to switch to this part of the frame or this part of the frame. So it's almost like having a mini TV production studio. Right, with one camera. So the first time I saw that, I'm like, must 
Must have, have that. Must, I have, must have, that. have that. Only available for the iPhone uh, right now. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's not out yet, actually. No, it's still getting ready to be. You can pre order, but there's like, anyway, so it's not a commercial for the Mevo, but that would be a perfect example of something. I was like, hey, Julie, think about all the things we could do to promote our business. It's a write off. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, I think it's like 300 bucks or something with the $100 off if you pre order or whatever. But like, I think I'm, I'm, I, and I go, and she's, I see the look in her eyes. She's like, is this something that we're going to need? <laughs> or is this just something that he wants? Oh, you know? he like when Julie wants something, she's like, hey, I want a new pair of sunglasses or a, a new diaper bag. Everything is very practical and reasonably priced. Like pretty much anything she wants is under $100. Right. If she ever asks for anything. Right. You know, when it, with it's me, it's like, hey, look, the new IMAX out. It's only $2,500. <laughs> we totally need one of those, you know. It's, <sighs> so that's the difference between man wants, man toys yeah. and, and girl yeah. toys, you know. She is not, does not have expensive taste. And I have extremely expensive taste you know coming up in uh this summer you're going to be in texas yes in june i will be at the tppa summer school teaching a headshot class and judging their competition and then the following month in july i will be at the ppal ppa louisiana teaching uh a headshot course and also doing their uh judging their competition so if you are we'll post information on that also onto the facebook page and so if you want to see boo or me or boo and me you can come see us there also coming up we have uh in september 8th 9th and 10th we have focus 2016 in florida in orlando Bring the kids, bring the wife, bring the husband, bring your Sherpa, bring your minivan. Come on down to Orlando and see us. Boo Ray and I will both be there. I will be judging the competition. Neither of us are teaching this year. No, no. But, so which leaves more room for drinking. So you will bring our, uh, you bring your ukulele, I'll bring my guitar, and we'll hang out by the bar. And I'm just saying, I, yeah, I just, let me just point out that uh, overtures are being made. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't talked to you about this uh, off air yet, but overtures are being made. Uh, there are some people who would like us to do a live podcast at Focus. Well, more news on so that. that coming so out. we will see how that That's goes. That's literally I'm just hearing about. Yes, this? you're just hearing about this now. Uh, so it's possible that we will be uh, and be uh, talking to some people about doing the podcast. Yeah, well. what the hell? Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah we'll be there. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So uh, and also, of course, the IPC Live is coming up. Stream the IPC.org, and you'll be able to watch that live if you haven't. Uh, I believe registration is now open actually. oh really yes you can now re- starting the 28th so i think it'll be yeah registration is open for okay i gotta get uh, i gotta get two images i got two already from uh sepa that are closed and here's the exciting thing about the ipc live is that your very favorite photographer and mine mr Bure perry is the host yes of ipc live so yes. he'll be live broadcasting from gwinnett technical college yes the fabulous gwinnett technical outside college outside of atlanta georgia yeah and so we're going to be explaining stuff talking to judges and competitors and all kinds of things it was really cool last year and i think it's going right. to be even better this oh year. it's going to be fantastic because we learn from our mistakes and what works and what doesn't and what people want you must see. learn a lot oh we did <laughs> <laughs> no idea no, I meant you personally. Yeah. No, I'm okay. talking about me. Okay. I'm talking about me. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, we will see you back here again uh, next week. In the meantime, take care. All right. See you later.